millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. a Jericho WWE return look like I am Luco and that is Pete this for a one week only appearance is Oliver Davis we are two thirds of the Blackpool content club plus Oliver Davis which means Ollie you get to be an honorary member of the Blackpool well I was going to say he's more the wheelie Utah of the group if if I'm regal Tempest is Moxley because he's the champion wait why are you regal again because I'm the elder statesman of the group. Okay. Well, why, why aren't I like Eddie Kingston? Because you're not part of the combat club. I'm, I, I think me... Yeah, you're, but... You're, 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 yeah, I was Kingston. But neither is Kingston, point, right? but they're mates. But you want to be part of the content club. That's what you said no, to I... me before you came in, <laughs> is you were like, I'm using this as my audition, because <laughs> I want to be part of your cool group. I said, if you name it anything else, <laughs> maybe I'll consider it. Yeah. But I still maintain this is a terrible name. <laughs> so, okay, in which case then, yes. I suppose Kingston makes the most sense for you. I'm I'm pretty sure though that in order to be initiated into this, we have the same kind of rules. So you need to bleed before you come in. So if you could just <laughs> no, we need to find out what the what the content version of bleeding is in a match. Yeah, like, what is that? you need to chat with us. The confession video. I have to do some form of apology screenshotted statement on Twitter. Yes. Perfect. But yeah, this is the Wrestle Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Oh, is that you doing a It's chop? a bit of just, you know, chop. I think this is when Brian Danielson and William Regal and John Moxie all hang out. It's just a bit of violence. A bit of violence. <laughs> a bit of violence. <laughs> a bit of, and they say it as they do as well. A bit of violence. 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 <laughs> violence. Well, that's going on. This the, is going to end with a, a, a mic game. I was going to say, that's going on the no con- <laughs> the <other> context Twitter <laughs> feed. <laughs> violence. Fight forever. <laughs> violence. <laughs> But speaking of AEW, that is our uh, subject for this week. We are recording this on uh, the Wednesday. Thank you. uh, I'm a pro. That's why I'm the seasoned veteran here. That's why I'm the William Mm, Regal. Clearly. Um, We're recording this before the Punk Moxley uh, showdown that's going to be happening, Mm. which is, do you want to give predictions for it? I'm predicting Tony Nese causes a DQ. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. Great. Punk. Yeah, I think Punk. Yeah. With a full heel turn. Yeah, 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 I, I think so. Yeah. But anyway, record, we we're recording this on the Wednesday, but what we actually are going to be talking about is more the, the news that Fightful had last week, which is that with Triple H now in charge and Triple H looking to rehire some of those former NXT stars that were released during the pandemic, he's also had, I'm not, I'm not going to say he has had, but WWE 
reached out to a notable AEW star just to sort of like, just have a chat with them. Just be like, a, a, hey, how long you got left on your contract? Would you consider coming back to WWE? Now, Sean in his report said, it's a notable name. I've confirmed the claim with the person. They mm -hmm. said they did get the phone call. They passed on to their representation and then snitched to AEW that WWE had called them like the big narc that they are. <laughs> <laughs> Snitch, snitches, was it? Snitches get stitches. That's what I was yes. after. Well, it was kind of like... Blabbers I, get stabbers. I imagine how it went was, oh, uh, I'm really happy working here, but other people are interested in me. <laughs> but I told them to go away. Yeah. For now. For now. Having said that... This is when my contract is coming <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, Impact are also interested. Mm. Um, of course they are. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I love Impact. I think they're a great promotion. But why do they keep getting written about as a potential place for people like Bray Wyatt? Say, Bray Wyatt was going to go there. Johnny Gargano <laughs> was going to go there before WWE snatched him up. It's always four months after those reports. Someone mm. says, Impact, quote, Impact was never really a serious consideration. <laughs> yeah. I've read that Every so many time. times, it might as well be the new Vince McMahon is high on someone. Happened every time. So, but then we had this tweet from Jericho. So I'm going to throw it to you here because you did the the rest talk news uh, mm. about this because there was the contract, like the conversation around like wrestling Twitter being like, is this contract tampering? Which, as far as I'm aware, it wasn't because they mm -hmm. weren't starting negotiations with them. It was just a conversation. However, Jericho. Uh, someone was tweeting like a fan. They said, oh, man, WWE really missed the boat on Jericho and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania 33. They sure did. Which they did. Yes, Not, they yeah. are correct. Like, maybe it shouldn't have been the main event, but it should have definitely have been for the title. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jericho responded to that saying, I agree. You know, no surprise there. But then someone in those replies said, ah, oh, you should form a stable with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Make it happen, Y2J. And Jericho quote retweeted that reply saying, uh, hmm, so, well, can you get the actual I've, word? I've got the, the wording here for you. Uh, I've got this from WrestleTalk.com. What website? Uh, it just says, hmm, well, some higher-ups want that to happen sooner than later. Hashtag tampering. Mm. So Jericho's done this a few times before when something's come out and the week after he has alluded a confirmation statement to it. The one I remember was when people kept on saying there's a mole in mm, AEW yeah. during the pandemic tapings, and then he came out and said it on a podcast. It's, the, it's that guy. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's him. Yeah, yeah. By the way, it's this guy right here. <laughs> so Jericho does have previous for this, and he's not confirming anything. He's not mentioned WWE, but it... <laughs> I mean, he sort of has. He's clear. He sort though, of has said that it is WWE. Yeah. I don't. The, the only way he could say it more was to explicitly say WWE. Tag them in it. It's yeah. just missing at WWE at the end <laughs> yeah. of the tweet. And yeah. that would have been it. Yeah. And the, yeah, to, at Paul Levesque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, the idea that, we, you know, a lot of the reporting was is this contract tampering or isn't it? Kind of fizzled away. That was last week. This week, Jericho has said hashtag tampering mm. what what else is in that hashtag who else is using using hashtag tampering? oh that's a good idea oh, that's, a, that's a great question well, maybe maybe we'll uh uncover a load of other tampering <laughs> things uh we've got here someone is that's a, just a free wapo article oh great oh. Yeah. uh 
the league ignored the sports and add the sports tampering tampering with history the Trump okay get him get him on the podcast tampering yeah that really... that's a verified account uh oh, but they didn't someone replied to it saying yeah, tampering. yeah 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 okay so I thought that lot. might have been more fruitful. Not, it, not much happened. It appears to be a lot of like sports-based things. And that mm. was kind of like when I, I did the Rest Talk News episode about this original report that came out. And I said in that news, like, as far as I'm aware, this isn't contract tampering because mm -hmm. there were no negotiations in it. And everyone that was written up about it, Sean never mentioned that in his report. No one else who were doing reports from this, including like notable names, the sort of people who would be like, oh man, like if Bix had written about it, mm. he'd be like full on board with that. This is contract tampering. But it, I, because I think it was just a chat, it isn't. But that makes me think it's not Jericho then. And it's just Jericho trying to attach himself to a new story to make himself feel like it is him. It's 100% possible. Yeah. 100%. Because that's the thing. Jericho is well known for just creating hype about everything, even hmm. if it just like never pays off. He'll just tweet about stuff all the time to be like interesting. And the, he wants to be the uh, the protagonist of Twitter. So he always just tries to tweet something that gets him kind of like in the spotlight again, because that's where he likes to be. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. Fireball. A what Twitter he's... wizard. Yeah. A what? A Twitter wizard. A twizard. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Got it. Uh, so this wouldn't be out of the question if he's just kind of saying stuff especially because i feel like that that stable that the person mentioned of jericho zane and owens is probably something that people would like to see if he did go back to wwe so i think that if he says yeah totally that's what people wanted from the thing people <laughs> would go, yeah that's real i yeah i could see that happening that someone called him about that specific stable that i mentioned so i yeah it's totally possible that jericho could just be tweeting absolute nonsense it's it's certainly well it's it's both vague because he doesn't clear like if you're gonna mm -hmm. say that much just say the thing but it's also it, it is weirdly vague in that it can play into you could just go like what well, i don't know one of the interesting things that i always thought about when the the story first broke was i referred them to my representation that's not a done thing in wrestling wrestlers mm -hmm. Well, at least of, as of a couple of years ago, they do not have agents. It's kind of sh a, what, what, like a not a done thing amongst the boys. Mm -hmm. If you get an agent, you're like, oh, who's this mark for themselves? Yeah. You know, and it's reserved for the, the Goldbergs and the Lesners and Jericho. Jericho, I, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he's always been like those top Bunch yeah, of there's, like, there's like a guy that represents like a group of yeah, wrestlers, yeah. and I think like Jericho is one of those guys that yeah, then, like is, got yeah. more people to sign on with him as representation. It's a smart idea. Yeah, like that they should. This is like why wrestlers sometimes their own worst enemies. They <laughs> won't unionize. Normal, they get, they don't want any any possible reason for them to have someone fight their corner in a business sense. It's because they're the tough guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah maybe yeah. it maybe it comes back down to that, or maybe it's just. You know, WWE had a monopoly for so long, and WWE would not deal with agents unless you're Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, Chris Jericho, The Rock, John Cena, yeah. all the top guys. But if if you're like you're a ricochet and you come in and say, oh, you have to go through my agent, I don't maybe does have one. Uh, WWE would be like, nope, you're fired. I'm not using you. Yeah. So when when I when it said representation, I immediately thought. Well, it's not Adam Cole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought it was Cole because yeah. Cole's only just recently signed. Like, if I, I think of a notable name, it would have had to be someone who... Because, like, the report was they knew they were under contract. They knew they were under a full-time contract and signed with AEW. But I think, also, if you were putting out feelers to someone in AEW to be like, are you considering coming back here? You'd be calling people whose contracts aren't that new. 
Like, Cold only signed his last year. Danielson would have only signed his last year. I mean, I know it's I know Vince is gone, but it, it, it's WWE Triple H. The NXT under Triple H's guy, like Rain, uh, five six years ago, had a suit put against them by Ring of Honor for contract tampering. That's what delayed Roderick Strong and Carlo Riley and Bobby Fish joining Adam Cole for so long. I mean, aren't they still in a thing with MLW? Yeah, like for contract I, tampering. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, I like that. And and when I read the the original report, the the idea, like it was said, there is no way this WWE representative would not have known that this person was under contract for a while. Mm. But the the excuse maybe as to why it isn't contract tampering is I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting a feeler out. Hey, hey, champ, when's he contract you? Call him punk. I call most people champ. I'll be honest, I'll be honest if it was punk, punk would have just gone on Twitter and be like, oh, by the way, WWE, WWE want me back. Cut at weird WWE promo. at Triple H. Yeah. Piss off. Mm. <laughs> he's probably blocked by them. Or he's definitely blocked them at the very least. But yeah, it's it's certainly um it's intriguing. Yeah. So Jericho, mm-hmm. I just went and had a quick check. Jericho's contract, according to Fightful, uh, ends at the end of 2023. So that's the mm-hmm. end of next year, which adds up because he would have signed in 2019. January 2019. He's an OG guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I believe that's from an interview he did with Alex McCarthy back in April. And yeah, Jericho said, I've got a year and a half left. So you do the maths. Five year difference. Four year difference? Yeah, four year. So probably a th- 2019. 2020, 2020, 2021, 2020, hot damn. It's five years. Yeah, because it's the start of 2019. Yes. It's all of 2019. So I think that's a... Most of those early contracts were two, three years, and then people have signed extensions. Yes. So maybe he signed an extension last year or end of last year to go through 2023. So the only other contracts that we've got here from AEW are... I mean, it could be Brian Cage. His ends on in February 2023. ROH's own. MJF is 2024. Andrade is the summer of 2024. Danielson is summer of 24. Miro is early 26. Kyle O'Reilly is early 26. Adam Cole is until 2027. Jesus. As is Malachi Black. That's a five-year deal that... Six? He does signed a six year deal. Or probably signed like a one year deal and then signed an extension. And then signed an extension. Yeah. Five year extension. Yeah. That, maybe. Jesus. I mean, it must oh, be for I a hope, I hope he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, not in this. I wouldn't have done that in this climate. You you want to sign short as mm-hmm. short contracts as possible so you can just keep renegotiating, playing said, both sides off each other. But you might not have known, I mean, that. Like if you'd have signed it before Vince had stepped down and the whole Triple H yeah. regime table, like you, I think with the benefit of hindsight you could play that. But I think if you're an Adam Cole, and by the way, like I'm not one of those people that was on Twitter after the Johnny Gargano return, being like, whoa, 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 I bet you Adam Cole feels like a right muppet now. <laughs> you signed with AEW, you had a terrible time over there because he's getting beaten by Orange Cassidy. You had a, dreadful, a terrible main event run that he's having over <laughs> at AEW. What an absolute hanging out with his best friends and his girlfriend. What a terrible decision yeah. to make. I, yeah, I did tweet that. Yeah, I did. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I think he's probably having a wonderful time yeah. over there. But, like, you know, I think he loves Triple H, loves Sean. He, you know, he always feels very loyal to them. When his contract comes up, I would imagine he would have to make that choice as to do I stay here or do I go to WWE? But that that's because it's such a long term deal. I don't think it's Cole. Unless we are going to get into a situation where people are asking for releases from their contracts and trying to get out of them. But, but although, like Cody. 
Yeah, like like well, no, Cody's contract just ended. Yeah, he just didn't resign. Mm. He just didn't resign. Oh yeah, and he was on a sort of yeah, it was on a, a handshake, like a handshake agreement, agreement yeah. and they just couldn't come to. So, do you remember mm. when people thought that was a work? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this yeah. this is just a way for him to get out of that world title uh, stipulation that he's not mm-hmm. allowed to challenge for the belt anymore. Don't rule it out, brother. I um, you know. Dean Ambrose, it's all a work, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what a work, by the way. It's still going with it. When you, when you look at AEW's roster, though, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like look at this. Do you, if, to, do you want me to do that now? No, it's too big. We'll be there forever. <laughs> if I'm trying to look at this from, uh, I'm a competitor to AEW. I want to target their most impactful guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go for Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Oh, I because might. because you want like you want the most mainstream. If I'm just going it from a, a WWE mm-hmm. I, like idea, you want Cody, mm-hmm. you want Chris Jericho, you want CM Punk, you want Brian Danielson. Though like those, I can't think of anyone bigger from a from a mainstream perspective. John Moxley, just from his history of being Dean Ambrose, I would yeah. I, I totally agree, but I would actually put him one below the other yeah. guys. I, I actually went with Pete. I'd probably put Moxley in there. I think particularly for a WWE, because you can reunite the Shield and do runs mm. with them. So there's probably a lot of money to be made having yeah. a Shield reunion on the oh, know, back yeah. in WWE. So I, 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 for that reason only, not that I think he'll ever be pushed as like a top guy in WWE, but I think as certainly as a Shield act, I would say that puts him into the top echelon of You're like n- right, names actually. that they would want back. Mm. So you got five guys there. Can, can you think of any? Anyone else you well, put? I I would add Omega and the Bucks to it, if only because they're also EVPs, and it's sort mm-hmm. of like that. Like you're right, like it doesn't have that mainstream like surprise elements to it, because I think Cody has got the cachet of he used to wrestle for WWE, whereas mm-hmm. like Kenny and the Bucks may not have that cachet with the the WWE audience. But sort of as an internal thing, getting across more of the EVPs, the founders of the company, to sign with you instead. I think is a real like <laughs> not like it's not Shane Douglas, but you know just. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think that you know that's a massive shot in the arm, mm. like a, a real like kick in the nuts for for all elite wrestling. Yeah, a hundred percent is. Uh, I I can't think of any other people that WWE would want more. I think I can think of people that might be like more damaging to AEW, but not that would benefit WWE more because I think don't think I don't think those are the same. I think you're dealing with a war of perception. Like, of course, long term, your Adam Coles, Mm -hmm. your uh, your Hangman Pages, they're going to be the best people for WWE to get. And you build them up. They've got like decades left on their career. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if if you're just going for the perception, I think, yeah, because Jericho was the main thing in AEW year one. I bet a lot of people who just got back into wrestling, weren't aware of Omega, weren't aware of the Bucks. You hear it all the time. Oh, Jericho's doing a new thing. I'll watch what this is. And he was like the big main star for the first year and a half. First champion they mm-hmm. had for that reason, because yeah. he had that name value to him. Like from a sort of personal anecdote, my brother were, came into the room while I was watching some AEW when he was staying with me recently, and he was like, oh, Jericho. It was like my brother doesn't watch wrestling, but he did catch it back in the day, sort of like that 2000, 2001 era when everyone was watching it. And he was like, Oh, my, is he still doing mm. this? Is he still going? I said, Yeah. And then Matt Hardy showed up later and he was like, Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I think that he's got that name appeal. And again, that feels like a real, like, uh, you know, a, a kick in the nads for, for AEW, their first ever champion, a guy that they really did build the company around in that first year. It, and he's gone back to WWE. And also, Jericho's a smart guy. If 
his contract mm. is going to be up next year, he is going to be playing both sides off against each other because I'd imagine Tony Khan is going to be doing everything he can to keep Jericho in AEW. And it's it's the right thing to do yeah. from, from from your own standpoint, uh, particularly now that Vince is gone. Like mm-hmm. before, I would just say, don't bother. But now, like you, where you could have an argument that you'll be creatively fulfilled, and one of the th- one of the things that seemed to push Jericho and WWE apart was, you know, because he was doing the New Japan stuff, and that he would come back to WWE at that, that that Raw appearance. But it was Triple H, like pulling NXT's involvement for his mm-hmm. Jericho cruise. Yep. And that always seems to be the start of a, a larger fissure. And he was like, well, you know what? Maybe I'm not as loyal to Vince McMahon and WWE in North America as I thought I was. And that led to him going to AEW. Whereas if now, if Triple H is like, hey, you can have the whole WWE roster in NXT and NXT Europe mm-hmm. on, I, the, on a boat. Here is, I would almost argue that... Jericho going back to WWE was more likely when Vince was in charge oh, than think? with Triple H in charge, only because I think their relationship is probably frostier. Because I think he was he was loyal to Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his whole deal was like, I would never wrestle in North America because I'm loyal to Vince. Yeah. So loyal that he then wrestled in North America <laughs> and signed with the competition. Um, but sort of like I, I think that that was he's always he had a bit went of to TNA though. Oh, he did say that Impact did offer him a lot of money and he was going to do it. It was never a serious <laughs> consideration. But I yeah, I think that the relationship between Jericho and Triple H is probably frostier than Jericho and Vince. And I mean, that, but that's been the case for like decades and stuff because Jericho has said that Triple H is one of the guys who'd be like, oh, I'm not sure about this guy, pal. Like, I don't think he's one of the guys that we can really push the top guy. He's a WCW worker. They're too stiff, brother. So I... I think maybe it is more likely under Vince than it is Triple H. I think that you're right, but I still think that Jericho will play both sides as if he's going to go back to WWE. And I think you he can quite easily make the argument that... Because like, that was one of the things that he really liked about doing the New Japan stuff, was he got to be more creative. And he, like he mentioned on some of his um, Talk is Jericho stuff, of him realizing, doing the New Japan stuff, and being like, oh my god, this is what being creatively fulfilled is like. I want to do more of this. And that was what led him, uh, along with the, the rift from Triple H putting the NXT guys from the cruise, as to him being like, maybe I do want to do more wrestling in North America. Maybe I can do more of this, because actually, me doing the stuff that I'm doing in New Japan is what I want to do more. And then he had the outlet of AEW to do that more. So he could make the argument that, well, if I'm going to be creatively fulfilled in WWE, I could do that. I don't think he will, though. So he'll be 53 Yeah. by the time... Uh, that contract expires and he has a decision to make. Do I go to WWE? Do I stay in AEW? It's probably the la- one of the last proper runs he'll have. I'm just, tra- just trying to think of it from Jericho's head because like you said, he likes to be creative, likes to be fulfilled, but he also likes to do new stuff. Mm. And I've always admired that about him. Not all of it sticks, but he consistently tries and tries and tries. And eventually, he writes Judas, which is a great song. It is the one good Fozzie song. You're good, right, one good song. Um, so I like what is there to keep him in AEW? Because let's be honest, we're all a little bit bored of him now. And that this, we're talking in a year and a half's time. He's mm-hmm. already won the top title. Yep. 
you know, maybe could have a tag title run. He's helped elevate people. I I would almost I I think I would say to that like it's the same as all of his gimmicks. Not every one of them lands, but eventually he'll have that one that does land. Like we were all pretty tired of Jericho because like I think his 2020 run with Cassidy and things like that, like it started off really good, but then they ran it for too long. Uh, and then all the stuff he did with America Top Team, mm -hmm. I think again, ran too long. But then it was when he got a feud with Kingston. And I sort of reignited. And I was like, oh, wow, Jericho's this. And they had that amazing match at Revolution. And then you had the start of the Jericho Appreciation Society. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, cool, Jericho is really great. And he sort of found that one feud that kind of made people interested in him again. Problem was, is that he again ran that too long. And they got to the point where... And I, Eddie lost. And Eddie kept... And Eddie yeah, lost. they lost it, yeah. Um, and Eddie, I think, is still feuding with them, even though... Yeah. I, think, I think... I don't know. Poor Eddie, man. I know. He's got a match with Sammy, hasn't he? That's what they're building. Yeah. Oh, that, that'll be his all-out match, mm. yeah. Um, that'll probably be on this, announced on this week's Dynamite All-Out. We're like, yeah, it's probably that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that all he needs, maybe even that 18 months, just that one killer feud that means we go like, oh, man, I hope Jericho sticks around because that can spit off, splinter off into this. I, I, I don't know. I th you know, it's a, you've got to look at it as potentially where does Jericho end his full-time wrestling career? And maybe not even full-time, maybe... This is the point where he starts going a couple of times a year, just runs two programs every 12 months. I, he's done all the stuff in AEW. He, he's, he can go back to WWE and there's six years of new guys he hasn't had matches with. It's kind of the argument you were making about Dolph Ziggler. He had his chance to go and reinvent himself somewhere else, but opted to stay in WWE and became incredibly stale. Mm. Like there's always the chance that if Jericho decides to stay in AEW that he just remains stale and he doesn't get to have that final great run. But going back to WWE, yeah, there's a whole bunch of guys there. A yeah. WrestleMania pop. Yeah. You know, like... Like the Cody pop we had at this year's Mania. That'd be yeah. huge. Chris yeah. Jericho returning to WWE would be huge. Um, just, just a fantasy book. That's what I was going to get onto. If you mm -hmm. were to do this... Yeah, what would you do? Pete, who's your, who's your first feud? If you were having Jericho go back, what are you doing? Well, you've already, you've already said Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> the Miz Baron Corbin <laughs> it would just run call, treat him like an NXT call up no, no Corbin is the guy who retires him <laughs> clearly uh, you know might be repetitive Kevin Owens uh, see I, I, he's been there done that I don't I don't know I feel like there's still something there it wouldn't be a long program it could be something like you know he comes back a couple weeks before a mania match or something and then they just have a very brief thing to be like we have so much history together and mm. we never properly got that wrestlemania thing that we wanted we're going to do it right this time actually for mm. jericho as well like that's a bit of you know thing for a bit of pill to swallow is that they weren't the wrestlemania main event mm -hmm. when they were told yeah. you were going to be the wrestlemania main that it was going to be for the title and then they're being second on the card or whatever it was yeah maybe in jericho's mind it's like i'll go back but I want my main event mm -hmm. with Owens that we didn't get to now do. Now there's no summer. taker to get in the way. Well, if his contract expires at the end of 2023, 2024 Rumble return, mm -hmm. oh. then yeah, and like that's how they commit him back. Pop. Hey, we'll give you that, and you will main event WrestleMania for the title. Yeah, uh, who's the champion? Oh, imagine that, that just like. In. 
roll that countdown. Whoa, 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 whoa. The, the, <laughs> unfortunately. Break the walls down! Etc. That's, that's the yeah, one you have. Yeah. One you have. Uh, you want you want to do Judas? No, <laughs> no. If they came back, he's coming out to break the walls down again. Yeah, I think break the walls down, but then it goes into Judas. <laughs> break the Judas. You down. are cold like December snow. Just Jericho will be cold. there, being like, "Hey guys, while I was away, I came up with this awesome character called the Painmaker." Like, <laughs> and I think that's what the fans are really going to want mm. out of me when I make my Rumble return. Yeah. Uh, the that he's done so many, I'm gonna retire now mm-hmm. storylines it feels like in AEW so that's what the MJF feud yeah. was yeah <laughs> cycling through all these gimmicks and like yep. you know Moxley's like I want the old yeah. Jericho the Lion I want Lionheart yeah. so like the, the idea I always fancy booked his final run should be a farewell rock tour of all his gimmicks which he's now like, done you, hmm? which is done yeah which is done so I don't I, I, I'm sure he has in his head what his final run is but um I certainly can't see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't think he's. You don't think he would go back. No, no. I think. I oh, think right, it's a, a possibility. I just have no idea the creative for him to go back. Mm. But apart from spots. Yeah, yeah that's Rumble it. Rumble return, oh, mania it. event. Like a dream run. match. Dream yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Dream match. I don't know what the storyline is to connect those. Yeah. I was just going through like the list of you know people on both Raw and SmackDown. Obviously, the first name is AJ Styles, so you reunite the tag team of <laughs> Y2AJ. Y2AJ, Hell trying yeah. to sell some of those T-shirts yeah. you've got loads of stock of back mm-hmm. in the warehouse. What What was the order? Could you have Jericho in no, the number two entry? No, no, you'd have AJ in the number two entry, and then Jericho would come out at number three, just mm. running back. Yeah. Styles is... Uh, That'd be good. Yeah. That's fun. Um, yeah, uh, there's Judgment Day, but they probably won't be together by that point, will they? Gargano, like Jericho, oh, Gargano, Jericho, like, Gargano. Jer- Jericho yeah. Champ. Dream match. Yeah, yeah that's match. it. It's yeah. just a list of opponents who would be fun matches. And those would be really fun matches. Yeah. But like, maybe that's what he would basically just go there and do. It's just like, I don't need like the big creative storylines. We'll just go back. I'll do a bunch of dream matches. Because like, yeah. you're right, like, he's 53. It looks like he's maybe want to start winding things down now. I'll just go back there, have a bunch of dream matches, do some pay-per-view main events, get some pay-per-view paydays, and then I'll just go go to the commentary desk. Because he clearly oh, wants... He want I like to... him on commentary. I know people hate him. I yeah, like I'm, him. I'm, I'm one of those guys that doesn't like him <laughs> on commentary. Him. It's just like, he, he, needs, he needs a volume down button. He does. He needs to rein it in a bit. Yeah, right, yeah you, but... don't, you don't need to shout I, every line that you have. I don't mind his excitement. Do it when stuff is exciting. Mm. Not all the time. Yeah. yeah. I find him to be uh, an annoying Pat McAfee. So Pat, so Pat McAfee. Oh, because oh, okay, hey. Pat is always at eleven, and Pat's just like, oh man, like, but you just can you go down to nine? It's all, it's all I'm asking. Yep. No, no, dial yep. it up. Dial it up. Absolutely Get the air not. guitar. Nope. It's like Jericho is. You watch SmackDown every week, Ollie. every week, because it is. <laughs> it's a lot. I watch it twice. It's a lot. It is In case week. I miss any McAfee lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. There is. Oh. It says a lot about Pat McAfee that there are times when I'm watching him be like, "Oh, just let Cole have a word, will you?" <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of begging for Michael Cole to speak up. I just want to hear Michael Cole do hey, commentary Cole's for a while. Michael Cole's been pretty good since Vince McMahon's retired. He's been pretty decent on commentary. He's just been he Michael do, Cole. He can do things. Just like, oh, Pat, just, just he mentioned El Generico on SmackDown. He did. It was really weird. Different guy. Like, a loop. If if the BT Sport app was better at rewinding, I yeah. would have rewound just so I could double check that he did say El Generico. Yeah. But yeah, like it is maybe just a bunch of dream matches. You go to the commentary desk, and you essentially have the Lawler run, mm. and then you can always step out of the commentary desk and step into the ring for like one match or something like that, and just have a really easy run for the rest of your career. Granted, you can also do that in AEW. 
have your final match, a retirement match, go behind to the commentary desk, try and replace Taz uh, to do Dynamite. And then, replace Taz. Well, Taz no, one can, no one can replace Taz, but like, yeah. you know, Jericho will be like, no, I'm better than Taz. And then he just comes out and just be like, hey, I'll, I'll step into the ring against you, you little, you, you young buck or whatever it is. Yeah. I uh, think you are missing the obvious. Mm-hmm. Don't need to replace Taz. I'm talking by 2025, a seven person commentary team oh, yeah. on Dynamite. Yeah. Which is that they, they would have signed so many people. Mm-hmm. Paul White's there. Yeah. <laughs> but who would be the seven people? Well, no, it would, by, by the end of the decade, do you remember when WWE pay per views were cut to all the announcements? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the people ones. from India. Yeah, yeah. And it would just, just be all the English team. Yeah. And it'd be like that. That's the, fu- that's the future of streaming is you've got the options of which commentators you choose, like which commentary like duo you pick yeah, to yeah. listen to it and you can switch between them and stuff. <laughs> but if you, if okay, our, our seven team for AEW, you've got Shivani, Excalibur, Excalibur, Taz. Taz. No one said Jim Ross. Jericho. Jericho. JR. Paul, uh, Paul White. Paul White. JR. With, it's six. Don Callis. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Starks. Oh yeah, but Don Callis is awesome. Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly. Oh, he, he did no. a bit. Chuck in Mark Henry, who doesn't say anything <laughs> apart from "It's time for the main event" every single week, and smile, and then just sits there the entire time. You know, <laughs> that's all he does. <laughs> that's all he does. Do, do you remember before Rampage launched, and Tony Khan would say, "I've had this idea for a t- like a wrestling TV show since I was a kid." Mm. I was I was really excited to see. Okay, well, we're going to get some new formats. It really is just it's an hour long, and Mark Henry <laughs> says it's time yeah, for the, the main movie. event, and it's great. It does work. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, Rampage more often than not is fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it is a totally fine hour of wrestling. It sure is. Don't mind it too much. So yeah, okay. So uh, any other dream matches you can think of you'd like Jericho to have? Should he Gargano's go back? A really good shout. Champa. Champa, I think's a good one. Uh, I mean, like this. Rollins. They've done it, but I think it would be really charged. Cody. Yeah. Ooh, that's a fun one. The promo battles extra will be really context. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, either they face each other or they make a. T- I think Jericho would probably think, "Well, I sh- I'll make a tag team with Cody, and mm. it will." It's the implication, you know. Mm-hmm. Never say it. Yeah. But they are the guys. But they're the AEW. That's what they're doing right now with WWE. Mm. See the T-shirt now. It's Cody Two J. <laughs> Using the Y from Cody to be the, oh, the Y. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It doesn't work. Wouldn't that just be called Cod Y2J? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't work when you say it out loud. But like on a t shirt, it looks yeah. great. Coddy yeah. J. Coddy J. Uh, uh, what was one I was going to say when you mentioned the, the team up? Ah, Jericho would do exactly what he's doing now, and he's going to be sports entertainers, but he'd invert it, so he'd be the professional wrestlers, yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. else would be the sports entertainers. <laughs> yeah. That was quite great. nice. Because, yeah. um, I, I did find it funny actually when people were suggesting that like Kevin, Sammy, and Jericho should be a faction. Is this kind of like the when uh, Hit Row came back and everyone mm-hmm. was just looking at all of the African American wrestlers being like, yeah. who can we put into Hit Row mm. to replace Swerve? It's like, who are all the Canadians? Can we yeah, just yeah, all yeah, group yeah. them together? <laughs> exactly. It's all, all Team yeah. Canada. Yeah. I wouldn't mind them as being a Team Canada heel stable. That would be fun. But I think that's that's going backwards. I don't think Jericho does that a lot. I think he'd yeah. want to do something fresh and new. And Speaking right. of... No, he, he never goes into factions. You're right. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, well. With new guys. I bet his one condition is Hager coming with me. <laughs> I'm not coming to WWE unless I've got Jakey to watch my back in Saudi Arabia. Perfect. 
All right, I've got to go. Uh, okay. Man. Oh, okay. Well, bye. Th- thank I'm, you for joining us. I'm going for a cup of tea with Sat Inyangi. Nice. Very nice. nice. So, thank you very much for joining us for this uh, brief period of time. No worries. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. All right. This is going to be great content this week. We're not editing this out. Oh, oh I'm, God, I'm, look at the sweat. I don't want to. Look at the butt sweat. They can't see it. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather we didn't have that part of the content. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I suppose the question then just does does come to do I want to see it like of a Jericho return like it, as a sort of a, you know as a, a bit of a, a unapologetic Jericho mark from back in the day because I was a huge Jericho mark from back mm. in the day I've been kind of done with him in AEW and I now pretty much I'm trying to like wrestle with my my mind here of am I sick of seeing him in AEW and I want to see him go back to WWE or have I enjoyed him in AEW enough that I think I want to see him end his run there? Particularly as well because he's doing all the New Japan stuff and things like that. Like, yeah. Is that more exciting for Jericho or is him going back to WWE actually the more exciting thing? For Jericho or for the fans? Because I think those are two different questions. Let's do it for the fans. For the fans, I think it's more exciting that he goes back to WWE because I think superficially... It's more exciting, isn't it? It's like, oh, person has moved. Wow. And it's like, oh, fresh possibilities of matches and things. So I think the the change is superficially more exciting. It's like, you know, someone gets drafted from Raw to SmackDown. You go, oh, different. 
and that makes it more exciting. NXT call-ups. NXT yeah, call-ups. Yeah, yeah. It's changed, therefore exciting. Because uh, I don't. I think Ollie was kind of right in saying that he's done a lot of stuff in AEW now. He's run back his various gimmicks over the years a few times now. Uh, aside from just constantly changing and doing a new faction with Jericho as the leader, it's not much else, really, that's going to be that fresh and exciting, I think, for Jericho. Of course, like, you know, wrestling always changes, then we yeah. can always be proven wrong because there are always people that we think have nothing in them that turn out to be huge stars. There are people that we think are, are going to be huge stars who turn out to be nothing. There's always stuff that changes that we don't expect in wrestling, but it does feel like there's more possibilities for him in WWE and use writing that history that he has, and especially with the fresh batch of people that Triple H would like to push and Jericho would probably like to put over. I or at the very least work with. Or at the very least work the, with. What we've seen with Jericho over the last few years is that he likes to attach himself to very popular wrestlers. And drag them down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I was going to say in a polite way, because like it's a it's a way to like almost reinvent himself. The second that Dan Housen got on, I got hot on Twitter. He was like, okay, well, the main event of my Jericho cruise is I'm tagging with Dan Housen, yeah. and me and Dan Housen will do Dan Housen things together. Yeah. The, when he left WWE, who's the first people he went to? I'm going to the Young Bucks. I'm going to get on being the elite because the second I get on being the elite, I then feel new and relevant again. Mm-hmm. When I go to Wrestle Kingdom, who's the one guy? I'm going to? Kenny Omega because mm-hmm. he's the hottest guy that's over in Japan that North America absolutely loves. He's a very, very smart businessman. Absolutely. People th- I, I, don't, on the pulse. I don't know if people think that I'm talking him down when I say things like that, but I'm really not. Like I, I'm actually saying it's a massive praise to the guy to be mm-hmm. like, to have that foresight. Cause I don't know if a lot of wrestlers do have that foresight. Absolutely. And with WWE, obviously we're not going to know by the end of 2023, which company is going to be the hotter promotion right now? Because yeah, we're going through like WWE at this point. But at, like, WWE at, right now, at, but that's yes. because I'm only basing it on the last four weeks exactly, of Raw and SmackDown. Right? We don't know in a year and a half where we're going to be at. But if WWE is still the cool promotion that it is right now, because of all the momentum with Triple H and stuff, then maybe Jericho's just going. Well, that's the thing that's hot right now. I'll go attach myself to that, and it's WWE. Yeah, I. I yeah, I mean, he's well going to play off the the two sides against each other. Like, but I wonder if it's like a Randy Orton style playing them off against each other. Where it's like, I'm pretty sure that Randy Orton knew he was re-signing mm-hmm. with WWE when his contract was up, but he was yeah. like, oh, yeah, but I'm chatting with these new guys over mm-hmm. here, so you had a couple of extra zeros onto this uh, little check that I'm going to sign, and maybe we can come up a deal, knowing full well I'm 100% staying with you because I don't want to risk this just yet. I have no idea what that's going to look like. No, exactly. And instead of posing next to a picture of the word elite, Jericho will just go next to sport, I guess, or something. I don't the know. word entertainment. The word entertainment, and yeah, or entertainer. I was trying to think, like I was looking down the list of like AEW stars that mm. they've got on the main roster. Of course, we're looking at this from like a 2022 perspective. Bear in mind, you know, we've got 18 months left on his contract yeah. here. So we don't know like if any other new names are coming in. But what I kind of wanted to sort of like, you know, what matches or feuds has Jericho not done in AEW or actually any feuds that he hasn't returned to? Things like Kenny, mm. you know, they did the Wrestle Kingdom, then they did the yep. match at the first double or nothing. Is there mileage in Kenny Jericho 3? I think it would be the third match that they've had. Is it two or... Does it be three or four? Do they have two matches in New Japan or was it just the one? No, they needed the one match at Wrestle Kingdom. No, because then he went on to the uh, stuff with Naito, didn't he? Yeah. That's right. So I think that match they had a double or nothing was the second one that mm. they did. And I yeah. think they are one apiece then because Kenny won in New Japan and then Jericho won at double or nothing. Sure. So... 
is there something around that? Like, I I think that for partly for Jericho and Kenny, they probably think there's some mileage that we can get mm. out of that. Yeah, it's probably some more stuff you can do with Young Bucks. Like, I think his he's going to be doing Danielson at All Out. We reckon like that's that was the report from Meltzer a, cool. a few weeks back, and it, and I think that's because they're going to be doing it with a uh, Daniel Garcia on a pole match to to work out who really loves him the most. Yes, which I would love with. And how are they going to figure that out, Luke? How are they going to figure out who who loves Daniel Garcia the most? Bit of violence. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of violence versus a little bit of entertainment. <laughs> but I I think though with that with that match in particular, the Danielson Jericho one, it might sound like a massive mark at this point, but I think I'd really like that match purely because of. NXT, the original NXT, when Daniel Bryan had that match against world heavyweight yes, champion true. Chris Jericho. Yeah, that was, and just see yeah, where they Danielson's were then. first WWE match. Yeah, and then where they are now. I would love for them to play off that history. I don't know if they will, but I oh, love that. I would imagine I Jericho definitely certainly would. You know, uh, even if they just reference it and be like, you know, the last time we faced each other, you were just a rookie kind of thing. It's yeah. like, oh, it's the NXT thing. We've got uh, CM Punk. Yeah. Hasn't done that in AEW yet. I don't think they've done that one. Are you going to call him terrible things again and mention horrible stuff about his family? <laughs> I mean, like, the feud... comfortable feud. The feud that, that they had in WWE, like, they were going to go really far with that. Like, yeah. I think Jericho wrote about it in his book that they wanted to do... Jericho was going to tattoo him in the ring. Like, it's like, ta- like yeah. permanently ink. Yeah. Uh, punk to be like this is you know this is what i think about you and i i now they're in aew and they won't have the sort of shackles that they had in wwe Mm -hmm. maybe they want to revisit that joke like i really wanted to do this in wwe this is a chance for me to do that if punk's still on board for it and we can revisit that i think there's something around there it's possible i don't know if it would fit necessarily because i think jericho was what the feud is i guess yeah because it sounds weird to say but i feel like jericho was more of a dickhead with his (laughs) wwe character than his AEW one because AEW one is egotistical he was a monster but he was like that point horrible person he was a proper nasty heel um who else have we got here that he hasn't really done anything with malachi black doing something with the house of black might be fun yeah um undisputed elite you know cole o'reilly and fish you know sort of like factions on factions ricky starks i think he should reform the great tag team jericho and uh reunite with paul white i mean they were a great team though which which by the way has probably happened on this episode of dynamite (laughs) that we've missed in between us recording this jericho, and putting it out paul white turns heel on dynamite <laughs> yeah. enjoys the jericho appreciation size like well we may have lost daniel garcia but we're playing Wah! no more bs paul white comes out <laughs> um i actually J- jericho swerve that's fun jericho and keith lee jericho keith lee i'm i'm into i think there's a lot in there that i quite like yeah there's some there's some fun stuff for him in AEW. It's not that there, there wouldn't be anything entertaining and it would be completely boring the entire time. I'm just worried that all of his stuff in AEW, I don't want to say it's tainted, that's the wrong word, but I feel like everyone is just a bit jaded on Jericho. I think yeah. at the very least, he just needs some time away. He just oh, needs actually, a refresh. Once that all-out match is over with Danielson, and that really does put to rest mm. the, the feud between JAS and Blackpool Combat Club, I, yeah, Jericho takes some time off. Like, surely Fozzie have got tours. They were doing tours during the, the pandemic. Like, yeah. surely they're doing it now. Doors are open. Like, I hope so. I, I would love to see 
not love to see because that sounds like, oh, just get off my TV for a bit. But yeah, time away, it's always a good thing. Mm. And again, I think he's a smart enough guy to know that and yeah. to appreciate that that is something that people do need. Goes away for a little bit. Then he can come back and do a handball fuse before his contracts come to an end, then start those negotiations with TK. And, and that's where you go from there. But yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, I think it, the problem with Jericho in, in AEW so far is his feuds have either been... The thing with America Top Team, which just was full of like a bit of like homophobia and mm. like sexist like remarks and stuff like that, which didn't work. Like all the stuff he did with Paige Van Zandt, and yeah. Like, and a lot of it just worked. It was, it was felt like it was trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy, but it actually just fell like a couple of 13 year old boys trying to be cool yeah. and almost felt a bit sad. Mm-hmm. And it, you were looking at being like, oh man, you're dragging Santana and Ortiz down. Like, you, and, that, and that was a really awful thing. So it's either that side of it. Or it's just feuds that are going for too long. His feud with Orange Cassidy went on too long. Yep. Feud with Kingston went on for too long. And I'd like to think that he, when he does do his next one, takes some time off, comes back, just do a short program with someone, just to welcome yourself back in. And I think that that would be, if he did go back to WWE, that would be something that would be much more likely, that he'd do a short program with someone. Because I think you can condense it, because WWE has a lot more pay-per-views, you can condense programs down into monthly cycles, rather than doing a a full thing. And for example, if he comes back at the Rumble, while that is a longer program between Rumble and Mania, that is still a relatively short program, because you're coming back at the end of January to have a blow-off match at the start of April. So it's like two and a bit months, right? Still a relatively sh- short amount of time to build a few. That, I think, is a good length for a program for Jericho. Or have him come back, you know, uh, after whatever next July's pay-per-view is, and then have him build to SummerSlam. You know, that is a nice short build that I don't know if he'd get if he stays in AEW. And he might overstay his welcome a little bit. The other benefit I was just thinking then, if Jericho, should Jericho go back to WWE? And this is all very, like, hypothetical mm. uh, talk that we've got here. Because there's no, like, real... I I, I think he'll probably end up staying in, in AEW, if yeah, I'm probably. being honest. But if he did go... It actually opens up the door for a lot of talent that aren't getting themselves on TV because like Jericho's 100%. featured on TV a lot. A lot, a lot. So like he's always in prominent feuds. He's always on pay-per-view cards. Mm-hmm. With Jericho gone, like, yeah, Mike, WWE maybe us tout it as this big success. We took away one of their top guys. But actually for AEW, all of a sudden there's this hole in the in the company now that needs to be filled. And it could be filled by uh, like loads of guys that could easily step into that Jericho position that would overall from a fan perspective at the very least maybe not from a business perspective but from a fan perspective open up a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. for people especially yeah i think in in the long term that would benefit aew because one of the things is they have a really really bloated roster right now oh dude i actually people we say that a lot go on their wikipedia page you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and all of the contracted talent that aew have like and then you suddenly realize oh wow yeah this is It's busy. Yeah, like there isn't enough time to have talent featured all the time. And one of the talents that is featured all the time is Chris Jericho. Yeah. So if they take that away, that's a lot of time to free up for someone else. I feel like they need to trim down the roster a little bit and actually feature the people that they have. Because I I think I've mentioned this on a podcast before. It's probably controversial. I don't really like the way AEW tells stories. It takes too long to get to what they're trying to say. And I know people say, well, actually, what you want is long-term storytelling. And now you're telling me you don't like long-term storytelling. There's a difference, though. For this one, it's not that the stories don't actually take that long to tell. It's just that they don't tell them. They have like a three-week break. And then they go, do you remember a month ago when we last did this story? Here's the next beat of it. If you just did that, 
every week and told the story over a long time, but with progression every week, that is long-term storytelling, not a story that takes a long time to tell. I was going to say this. What we always say on this channel, there's a difference between long-term storytelling. Like uh, Julia Hart joining the House of Black yeah. is a, was not a long-term story. It's a short-term story. It was a short-term story that took months to tell. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of like, you know... Uh, WWE thing, the Sonya Deville Naomi thing mm -hmm. was not a long term story. It was a story that took a long time to tell. Yeah, and yeah, there is a and a, that is debatable <laughs> that they actually told a story. They had the payoff in Saudi Arabia. She tagged with Ronda Rousey against Sonya Deville. They had one week of story that they told for three months. Yeah, and then I think Naomi won, and then they won again in Saudi. What more do you want, Pete? Bad. That's a bad story. That's what, that is. <laughs> what I want is a good story, Luke. There's, I think we're looking at this list of people here. Crikey, there's a lot of them maybe on the, the cutting room floor mm. once their contracts are up and, you know, Tony Khan is... Yeah, and it, Tony, people could be like, I can't believe Tony Khan did this. He's new to this. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, there's that excitement of just like, all of a sudden there's 180 people that released by WWE that I could possibly sign. And some of those names, like a large portion of those names are really great. Of course, you're going to want to snap them up. But the second you do that, you're like, uh-oh. Well, now I need now, to use them. Now I need to use them. Now what do I do? I've only got, I mean, you could say three hours of TV, but effectively it's two hours of TV and then Rampage, which, you know, that's for the truth busters. You do have three hours of You use it properly. <laughs> it's for the truth busters. It's not, though. <laughs> it shouldn't be. So, like, yeah, I think we're, we're looking it's at... Trust busters also. Sorry, what did I say? Oh, truth busters. Truth busters. <laughs> Myth busters. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm getting confused with. <laughs> so what it is, is because every time I see them, I just see Ghostbusters. <laughs> I just see the word Ghostbusters on screen. And I'm yeah. like, well, I mean, now I want to root for them. <laughs> so, Boutreau is my guy. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean he, he's the race dance of the group, if ever there was one. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, there's pretty like a lot of guys that are looking, you know, when their contracts are coming up, being like, oh, I don't know whether I am going to get re-signed here. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the um, a Marco Stump is a great example. A Joey Janela was another example mm -hmm. of guys that were just like, they were OGs there. And then they've gone, Conan talked about this on Keeping It 100, uh, a podcast that often has utter dickheads on it. Mm. Got no beef with Conan, but I've got beef with some of the other pricks that he puts on there. Uh, where he was talking about how there were AEW talent that were approaching when he was backstage, who were like OGs with the company, saying that they were pretty pissed off that mm -hmm. they weren't getting on TV at this point. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of understandable. Like, it, it's really hard because you want to re reward loyalty for... The company you want the people who've been there since the start to feel valued that they brought something to aew you want to protect those people because they've helped build the company from the ground up but also if you've got these huge names like adam cole keith lee swerve strickland cm punk all these guys that are coming into the company brian danielson you you got to use them they're, they're huge That's names it. like i feel bad for joey yeah but like yeah, if I've got a choice between putting Joey Janela on TV or CM Punk, yeah, I'm probably putting Punk on TV. Yeah. I'm probably going to put Brian Daniels on TV. I'm probably putting Adam Cole on TV. Like, Joey Janela was great for that first era of mm. AEW. Yeah. But it's not that AEW anymore. Yeah. It's a very different company now. Yeah. And you've got to be always looking forward. There's always that thing of just like, oh, you've got to respect, you know, and you know, take care of those people. You have effectively taken care of them by giving them the paycheck and having them not firing them and letting them run out yeah. the entire length of their contract, paying them regularly and giving them a good wage. I don't think there's anything wrong there, but at the end of it being like, look, this isn't working out for us anymore. We're going in a different direction. Thank yeah. you for your service. And it's not 
sudden. It's not releasing them. No. You're still keeping them under contract until the contract expires, and that's the deal that you came to. Exactly. You know? you, you're with us for three years. Okay, after those three years, we'll review how you are. Like, and after those three years, not needed anymore. Sorry. Look at the card for Double or Nothing 2019. Mm. Compare it to the card for Double or Nothing 2021. Yeah. It's a wildly different company. Not even just a little bit. In a handful of years, it's a completely different company. It's actually very similar to um, the changeover in WWF in the, the Energy era. Like if you look at the cars that they had in 1999 and compare them to the cars they had in the year 2000, 2000 feels like a, a completely different place because they had an influx of people coming in, like not just Jericho in 99, but Benoit, Malenko, Guerrero, and Saturn. And all of a sudden people like... Val Venus and D'Lo Brown aren't getting on the cards anymore because we've got new names that we're putting on the cards. We've got new stars that we are building instead. Companies move forward. Mm -hmm. WWE pay-per-view cards from 2022 don't look the same as the ones from 20... Actually, they more or less do look a lot like the ones from 2016. <laughs> it's a bad example. From 20 2010... Actually, they do look a lot like that <laughs> in some cases. They haven't changed that much. Um... But with a Triple H in charge, I think we are going to see big differences. Yeah. Like, Triple H's Raw in a year's time is going to look completely different to the Raw that was there now. Entirely different. But I don't think there'll be people that will be like, oh, Triple H needs to keep hold of the talent that was there when no. he first took over. Exactly. Because companies need to move forward. And the thing is, you can build stars. Because there are some AEW... That's the whole point. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. You have AEW Originals who are now stars in the company, who AEW are keeping and protecting and using properly. Guys like Darby Allen, guys like Jungle Boy, right? Who have been built up, are stars, and are being featured prominently on AEW television, and are treated really, really well. So it's not like they're just disregarding everyone that was in their company and just saying, oh, new things, let me have them. It's just, who's the bigger stars? Things change, man. Things change. Things change. People get over. Some people don't. Yeah. That's the way that the world works. Yeah. I, I do think, and I mentioned this on uh, the... Uh, reactive news episode that went up on wednesday uh was that you know i feel like at times aew can have a bit of a fascination with wwe in that it's a lot of like we've got mark henry we've got paul white we've got christian cage it's matt hardy it's jeff hardy remember all these wwe look we got the wwe music come on remember wwe it's cole carter from tony d'angelo's group we're gonna make a storyline out of this for some reason that's weird. The, the biggest benefit I can say for the Cole Carter thing mm -hmm. is that when Cole Carter was on Dynamite, no one had a blues clue who he was. Yeah. Because unfortunately, no one really watches 2.0. So they're doing this wild thing. It's like, you keep saying this to me. It's like, they've changed the factory. They made them look like yeah. it was like, I, I aren't, I'm not seeing this because I don't know enough of 2.0 to really know that that's what they're doing. It's just so if I'm not, me. and I, this is my job. Yeah. So like, is, is it worth their while doing this sort of thing? No. Is it for, to pop a handful of people? Like, that's what I mean. I'm like, what are you getting out? Who's popping for this? No one. What are you doing? QT Marshall is popping for it, I guess. Weird, weird, weird story that. I don't think it is entirely like WWE all the time. AEW does focus on their own stars and their own building a lot of times. But especially when Cody was there, there was a lot of like tongue-in-cheek WWE references all the but time. I, it's I, like, I, I, disagree, I disagree with you on that, though, because that's just their characters. The characters have got history. That history that's tied to WWE. So, of course, you're going to reference that. If they had history that was tied to Impact, they'd be referencing that. But they so, don't, though. What, reference Impact? <laughs> 
like it feels like a lot of the history that they pull from is their WWE history and ignore because everything else. Well, that's because that was some of the most famous stuff they did. Like exactly. a lot of like, like punk stuff, like when he was you know, the promo was coming on John Moxley was WWE focused. Mm. But that's because these are living, breathing people that have wrestled in other promotions that now, and it, for me, it fleshes them out even more. Yeah. I would actually think it's a, it would be a detriment to feuds if Punk and Moxley ignored that they were in WWE together for multiple years. No, I, I, I don't think they should ignore everyone's history and just be like, you have started fresh in AEW because that was what WWE does and it's bad. You obviously have people with history and you should reference the fact that they have pasts, obviously. But to me, sometimes it can feel like a lot of the choices that AEW make in terms of presentation or who they feature or whoever is kind of like, we're not going to say it, but remember WWE, these guys are there. And now they're on our show, which makes our show feel way more important because they used to be on WWE. Do you recognize those faces? I don't buy that. Like, I, 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 don't, do. I don't fully believe that. And I'm, not, I'm not saying that you're, you're wrong or anything. I'm just, I, it's not an argument I 100% buy into. But then again, like, I don't buy into the ex-WWE mm. guy arguments. Like, yeah. Alvarez made this point during the, um, the invasion. He wrote about it in the death of WCW was that when they signed up a load of guys from WCW, granted they you know got the job as a little uh, they got mm. Chavo Guerrero, Sean Stasiak, and all Chuck Palumbo and all this, and mm. Booker T and DDP were like the only ones. First thing they did was just put them in WCW t-shirts backstage, and the WWF locker room treated them like they were WCW talent and that they weren't good enough to be there and that we shouldn't be putting them over they're from the other company and Alfred's point was like they're your guys now mm -hmm. like you've got the opportunity to make them feel important because you own them yeah. You're, they're under contract to WWF at this point yeah. and like I've got this with you know like Danielson yes he worked for WWE but he's an AEW star now yeah he's not an ex-WWE guy because like yeah. he's an otherwise he's an ex-ROH guy mm -hmm. he's an ex this that and the other like it just you are with the company you are like I don't look at Cody Rhodes and say he's an ex-AEW star I do on Twitter when I'm mocking things but mm -hmm. like he's a WWE star now yeah. and I, I I don't I I'm not one of those because like half of WWE's roster are ex-ROH yeah. like it's you know ex-evolve so I, I, I don't mind that. Would you know? I'd love for Johnny Gargano and and Champer and stuff like that to reference stuff they were doing in Evolve or like in you know, like the same way they do with NXT. Mm -hmm. Thing is actually just beneficial to me as a viewer because I think it makes the the world feel much larger than it is. Yeah, I yeah I I'm on board with all of that. Just feel like AEW sometimes <laughs> just focuses a bit too much on WWE. That's it. That's all. That's all. That a sometimes lot of, a lot of guys came from WWE. Yeah, they did. So it's bound to happen. <laughs> yep. But then we're going to call it to a close there on this episode of the Blackpool Content Club. Thank you so much for watching. If there are any topics you'd like us to discuss, because it doesn't have to be news-based, just opinion-based things, mm. let us know in the comments down below, because we were always scouring through them to see what you want us to talk about. What did you think of this episode? What do you think would happen if Jericho did go back to WWE? What feuds would you like to see him do? Let us know. But until then, I've been Luke Cohen. That has been Chopper Pete Quinnell. Thank you to Ollie Davis for joining us for a little bit. We have been the Blackpool Content Club. That was the Wrestle Podcast. Jam that jam!
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.